Hello, and welcome to the teaching ministry of Impact Family Church. For more information, including service times and directions, or to find out more about us, you can visit our website at www.impactfamilychurch.com. We trust you'll be blessed by today's message. Turn over to Hebrews chapter 4 and verse 16. I shared about this a couple of months ago or more, I don't remember, but there's a little more in my heart here that I want to just exhort on tonight. Over in Hebrews in chapter 4 and verse 16, it says, Let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace, that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. Turn over to Hebrews chapter 10. Verse, we'll start in verse 19. It says, Therefore, brethren, having boldness to enter the holiest by the blood of Jesus. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Woo, aren't you thankful? By a new and living way which, we, which he consecrated for us through the veil that is his flesh. And having a high priest over the house of God, let us draw near with a true heart and full assurance of faith having our hearts sprinkled from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. And then it goes on and on. But I want to, I want to, there's a lot of good stuff there, but I want to focus in on let us uh, come boldly. We have access, folks. And even that's kind of what we've been even celebrating a little bit tonight is just access to his presence. You know, you think about Jesus was here and the disciples had access to him. They could come to him and they could share with him and they could ask him questions and they could, could be corrected and they could, they could go on adventures with, with the Lord and, and, and they had full, full access to him except for when he drew away, right? But they were with him a ton. You know, they, they had a lot of access. And, and, you know, sometimes we think about, man, wouldn't it be great to have Jesus, you know, just side by side with us in that context? And be able to walk with physical Jesus in our day to day in our day to day action, or or worship uh, uh, Jesus in physical form. You know that'd be awesome, wouldn't it? But Jesus actually said, "It's better for me if I. It's better if I go for you. It's better that I leave so that I can send the Spirit of God." So Jesus said, "As cool as that would be, and as as awesome as that would be, and as as beneficial as that would be, and we all know it would be that it would actually be better for Him to leave so that He could send the Helper, that He could send the Holy Spirit, so that we would have open access all the time to the presence of the Lord. We would be able." to come boldly into his presence and have the witness of his spirit bearing witness with our spirits that we are children and sons of God and that that spirit would cry out out of our hearts Abba Father Abba Father and and we would cry out to the Father and he would respond we would be like what James said that we could draw near and then the Father would draw near to us so we he said it's better for me it's better for you if if I get out of here so that I can send the Holy Spirit so that you can have bold access into my presence anytime you need. 
And it's not by our good works and it's not because we're the hottest thing since sliced bread that we get to come boldly into his presence. It's because of the blood of Jesus. We've been sprinkled with the blood of Jesus. What, what is he talking about? He's talking about a picture of the Old Testament priest that would sprinkle the blood on the altar. And we've, we, we are now the altar. Glory to God. And the blood has been sprinkled on us. Glory to God. And we're living sacrifices, holy and acceptable unto him. Glory to God. And we're, and we're, we're living a living sacrifice because it's our reasonable worship. It's our reasonable response to the father who has rescued us and redeemed us and chosen us as pastors been teaching before the foundations of the earth and put us in a plan and a purpose and gave us a destiny and called us to be part of the body and part of the plan. The blood of Jesus was sprinkled on us and the veil was torn. Glory to God. And we had free and open access to just come boldly before the father who is our father, but he is the creator. He is God. He is holy. He is mighty. He is worthy. But he says, you, I've chosen you to be my child and I've sprinkled you with the blood of my son. And you now have access that no one else could have imagined. You now have access right before me. Praise God. We've got access into the glory of God. Man, I'm excited when the glory shows up. And, and like pastor, I've seen it a couple of times when, when the glory fills the room. The glory fills this house very, very, very often. Hallelujah. But how many of you know, the, I don't want God. I'm like Moses. You know, God, God said to Moses, I'm going to send you into the, into the promised land. And I'm going to send my angel with you. And he's going to help accomplish everything. And, and Moses was like, hold up, buddy. I'm, I'm missing something. Where are you going to be, God? Where are you going to be? God said, I'm not going. I'm going to send, I'm going to send my angel instead. And you know, a lot of, a lot of people have been like, Hey, okay, cool. I get the promised land and I get the angel. It's good enough for me. But Moses wasn't so. He, w- he spoke to the Father a- a- as a friend speaks, face to face. He came and he dwelled with the Father. He dwelled up on the mountain. He, I mean, 40 days, I don't know. He might, was he eating up there? Or was he sleeping? Was he, was he drinking anything? I don't know what he was doing, but I do know he was in the glory of God. He said, Lord, show me your glory. And the Lord said, I'm going to let my goodness pass before you. Glory to God. He said, he said show me your glory. I want to see you. And the, and the Father said, I, I can't show you everything. Thing because you wouldn't make it, but I can give you a little peek. Hey, just a little peek of the Father. Glory to God. And his goodness washed over him. Amen. And so God, God gave him a little peek. Amen. And, and, and Moses came down off the mountain with his face shining light, light. Glory to God. And Paul said, that's the covenant of darkness. That's the, co- that's the old covenant that had no glory compared to the glory of the covenant that we've come into. We've got some access we don't know the half about yet. We've got some access that the Lord is trying to spark us. Oh, he wants to let us know about his plan. He wants to let us know about our purpose. He wants to let us know glory to God because he's got some things he wants us to access. Hey, hey. aren't you thankful? I mean, that was not my plan. I could not have come up with it, but the father had the plan. And he designed it and he, he picked up, he picked you to be in that plan. Woo. I'm telling you, oh, I, I, you know, pastors, pastors have been teaching on, on some of this the, the last few weeks, not this specifically, but te- the things he's been teaching on. And I've been like, Lord, let me see this in a fresh way. 
Let me hear this in a fresh way. Let me understand what he, the point he's getting at because I can sense in my spirit there's something there that I, that, that I don't know yet. Glory to God. And, but I have access to it because it's in the word. And if it's in the word, then it belongs to us. And if it belongs to us, then we ought to have it. Glory to God. And if we ought to have it, then let's go ahead and get it. Glory to God. Because I don't know about you. I'm, I, was, I was meditating on the same scripture Mark uh, uh, was shared for, for offering over in Psalm chapter. Chapter 34, it says, taste and see that the Lord is good. Taste, see, the Lord, he's an experiential Lord. He's an experiential God. He never wanted to just give us the Bible and say, okay, we'll see you in a few hundred years or we'll see you in when your life is up. No, he said, this is my word, but I send the Holy Spirit to confirm the word with signs. I send the Holy Spirit alongside to help you to reveal and to show and to declare, to take what is mine and to declare it to you glory to God. So he's looking for us to experience some things. Whew. Man, what if we notched our faith up to, to experience some more things? Did you know you could use your faith to have more of God? I mean, it's, 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 I'm saying it kind of facetiously, but, but it's true. Sometimes we, we, we're busy believing for our natural needs, and those things are good. God has provided those things, and you have access to them. But are you using your faith for more of Him? Not that you get more, not that God's saying, okay, I'm, we're not, it's not the Moses situation where He's giving us a little peek and asking us to believe for more. But... We have full access, but you don't get more unless you take more. If there's a buffet plate, how many know if you just go up and get a few green beans and a little bit of rice and gravy, that's all you're going to have? Not enough. But if there's fried chicken up there, if there's fried shrimp, if there's steak, if there's Lobster? What if we're at a nice buffet? There's lobster and cra- Alaskan crab legs, king crab legs. Come on, this is, this is all expense paid kind of buffet. If you go up there and get a few iceberg pieces of lettuce and some ranch dressing and then go back to your table and they say, hey, give us a review of that buffet. Well, it wasn't that good. The lettuce was just average. Is that the buffet's fault or is that your fault? And some, some of y'all's reviews online ain't God's fault. Come on, your testimony at work might not be that bright or that alluring, not because God ain't good, but because you ain't tasted much. You don't have much joy. Well, why is that? Because you ain't feasting on the table. You're not drawing from the well of salvation. You're not taking the time to rejoice whenever the, the, that the depression tries to creep up on you, when that thought of a failure tries to creep up on you, when that thought of destruction, when that thought of I'm not going to have enough. Look at these. I drove by the gas station and the price just keeps on going up and, and groceries are now more expensive and, and, and this is now, now happening. And they said, you know, you got the indicators. Like Mark said this morning, there's indicators. Man, don't pay attention to them indicators 
Well, I mean, if you're in business and you've got to pay attention, that's fine. I'm not rebuking Mark or anything. But what Mark did was point us to the real indicator. The indicator of the truth of the word of God. And no matter what the natural indicators dictate, we are in a kingdom. We've been made part of a kingdom where we have full access to everything that pertains to life and godliness. Tonight. Not someday, by and by, not sometime in the future, not when you, when you get up enough strength and gumption. But right now, tonight, you have access to everything that pertains to life and godliness. Because why? Because God has chosen to give you access. He's qualified you to have access. He's given you the authority to use the name of Jesus. He decided that he would give you all that, that, that you need. He would supply all your needs according to his riches and glory. Was that my decision? No, that was his decision. But you have to go up and taste and see that that is good. That's why some people are afraid to tithe because, because they, they haven't experienced the goodness of God. But I'll tell you one thing. If you'll dare to get up onto that side of the buffet... Woo, hallelujah. If you dare to get up on that side of the buffet and begin to partake of that, glory to God, you'll see, mm, oh my, my, this keeps on multiplying, glory to God. This keeps on, this keeps, man, I, re, I remember there are times when, when I first, as an adult, started tithing. You know, when you're a kid, you're tithing and everything, and it's like, hey, this is great, this is good. But mom and dad are filling the fridge. And you're not believing God for, I'm believing God for bikes and pudding and and. You know, all the fun stuff, trips to go places, and, and that's good. That's, that's the way to learn, amen? But then when you get out to, to what God's called you to and the devil's trying to resist and it's been two or three months, you haven't found the, jo- the job that you were believing for yet, and all of a sudden, like, $50 a month for groceries... It's not that much. And you're like, mm, ramen noodles again tonight. I'll sprinkle a little bit of processed cheese on it to make it taste a little better. Jay's been there. So, you know, we've all probably been in those places. But, you know, tithing takes a little more faith when it's like, okay, I'm going to eat or I'm going to tithe. I'm going to, I'm going to eat or I'm going to give to this thing that God's put on my heart. I have to dip into and give a sacrificial offering. I remember one minister said, if your offering doesn't move you much, it probably doesn't move heaven much. Thank you for the nine amens. Can I take a sidebar? If you, if you haven't given sacrificially in a while, I dare you to try it. Get back to that side of the buffet. And I'm not saying that because we need more money for the playground or anything. That's just coming out of my heart. If you haven't given sacrificially in a while, dare to get back on that side of the buffet. Because there's some things that God wants to get to you that he can't get to you until you're willing to let go of what has grown comfortable in your hand. And I, and that, you know, sacrificially for me, when I was a tithe and $10 to that missions project was, was sacrificial in that, in that moment, it was sacrificial. 
And it, and it took faith, Lord, we're going to eat. And I remember we were out at Bible school, and, and we, we gave. And, and we're like, Lord, we don't know how we're going to have groceries, but we just believe that you're, provi- you're our provider. And we go to the, you know, the gym was free, and so we didn't want to sit in the apartment with no TV or nothing. So we would get up early and go to the gym, and we were walking around the, the, the track at the gym. And this little lady who would, you know, talk to us, Hey, 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 come here. Come out to my car. I've got some things for you. And she pulls out these baskets of bread and uh, cheese and, and, and all these foods that we couldn't have afforded if we had kept our tithe. You know what I'm saying? Like this was delicatessen bread and like fresh baked things. And I'm just like, whoo, glory. I'll let you on a little secret that y'all probably don't know. I like food. And... So God, you know, God provided and that sacrifice of that, that, you know, whatever it was, we weren't making much, we didn't have much, but we gave sacrificially because we knew we had access to some things that the natural was trying to squeeze us out of. I said, we knew we had some access to some things that the natural was trying to squeeze us out of. And many times the natural will try to come in and squeeze you to get you to conform to this world and get tight. See, the Bible says there's one that, that, that holds too much and he lends to poverty, but there's one that will release freely and then it actually leads to blessing. So in the kingdom, things don't work like they do in the natural. But if you're not careful, if you're not staying on the edge of faith and believing, believing God and willing to be uh, uh, uncomfortable and willing to access what the word says out of, out of faith. And you'll find yourself wanting to, wanting to hold on. But the word says, if you, if you get into that place, I'm wanting to hold on. I'm wanting to hold on. I want to get all I can and can all I get. You know, it's like, let me put these in cans and bury it in the backyard and, and maybe I'll make it someday. Get all you can and can all you get. Some of y'all are just catching that. But the Bible says that actually lends to poverty. Because why? Because you're starting to trust in uncertain riches. Man, I don't care if you got 100000 in the bank or 10000 or 1000 or $1. I, I, I can tell you, if you start to trust that money instead of trusting the Father, that money will be gone like that. It'll be gone like that. There's money is uncertain. It, it doesn't, it, uh, the, the saying easy come, easy go is very true. Money, money can come and it can go, but guess what? It doesn't matter if it comes or it goes. He, money is not my source and I don't have to worry about giving or worry about tithing if I'm putting my trust in God. And if I'm willing to sacrifice something that I desire to give to the kingdom and to sow into the kingdom, Jesus actually said it like this. If you would seek first the kingdom of God, and his righteousness that all these things that the Gentiles seek but don't have access to, you would actually get those things added to you because they're yours anyway. But you can't access them outside of the realm of faith. You have to access them in the realm of faith. So when you access them, you got to step out in faith. Well, faith and finances looks like, bless you, Lord. I honor you with my finances. I give you first place in my finances. I I will sow into that even though I could really use that money right here. That's what what faith looks like in finances. And guess what? Your obedience becomes a crowbar. Glory to God. And how many have watched Indiana Jones? Hallelujah. And they have those crates, you know, that, that treasures have been hidden in. Glory to God. And they take the crowbar and they... 
and the wood pops open, and then they pull out a treasure. It's covered up with, with, with hay and, and packing material, but there's a treasure in there, something from antiquity that's been, that's been kept, glory to God, for safekeeping for Indiana Jones to come along and find it. Well, that's the way God does. He's not hiding anything from you. He's hiding some things for you that, that the enemy can't get to. But when you obey God in faith, oh, then you get take the crowbar of obedience, glory to God, and you pry it up under that lid and you, and you get to fling open that lid and see what treasure, glory to God, God had hidden for you. Woo! <laughs> Come on, take the crowbar of obedience. Take the crowbar of obedience and step out into an area that you've not been sacrificing in. It might be giving, maybe it's serving, maybe it's, maybe it's in worship, maybe it's in loving somebody else, maybe it's in giving of your time. But glory to God, there's some access into some realms that if you will take your faith and your obedience and step out where you've not stepped out before. But actually, I, I feel the Spirit of God saying that there's some areas that you had stepped out in before that you've let kind of get, get, get uh, 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 dusty. And if you'll go back to those areas with that same vigor and that same faith that you've had before, that you'll actually find there's lots more in that area that, that you were meant to get into. So go back to that and revisit that with the Lord and say, Lord, let me dust this off and let me, let me see what you're trying to lead me in and let me see what you're trying to, to show me because there's some things he's wanting to reveal. You have access to some, some areas in that, in, that, in that area that you've not seen yet. So don't be satisfied and don't say, well, I've seen everything I needed to see in this area and I know what I need to know and I'll just maintain and stay in the status quo. Don't say that, but instead say, Lord, I know that you're, you're speaking to my heart and there's some more here for me to take. And so show me and reveal to me and I will take that in the name of Jesus. Yeah. Ha ha ha. Woo. Glory. Praise God. Some fresh things. I think that's what, what the Spirit of God, one of the things he's, he's stirring us in uh, uh, that, that pastor's been, been declaring to us. There's some things that, we, that God, God's got in this plan and in this purpose. Man, we, we've not tasted all of it. But you get more by getting to what you were getting to. You know what I mean? I don't get in shape by get, staying out of the gym. I get in shape by going back to the gym. You know, the first of the year... I'm not looking for some new magical thing to do to get in shape. I know what I got to do to get in shape, right? You know what you got to do. You got to quit eating so much. Football season is over. Holidays are over. Quit eating so much. Take some time away from the plate of, of the natural. Feed the plate of the spirit. And go to the gym a little bit. Go walk. Go get outside. Walk. Run. Whatever it is, right? We know what to do. And when we do it, we get results. We know this in the natural, and we do it. Well, I need a paycheck, so I go to work. I need groceries, so I go to the grocery store. Well, I don't have time to go to the grocery store. Well, you got to eat, so you got to get there, right? But in the Spirit, it's the same way. You don't get to where you need to go except for if you go where you need to go. Start doing what you need to do. 
Stop putting it off and making excuses and saying, I'll get to it one day and I'll get to it when I, when, when the, when the season is better and when I have more time. No, cut out the things that the, that the Lord is dealing with you to cut out and set aside the things that he's told you to set aside and make room because there is room, says the Lord. There is room and I have provided and I've told you to redeem the time for the days are short and the days are evil. So don't be unwise, but be wise and, re- and redeem the time. Move the things around that you need to move to make room for the things that I have for you because I'm not trying to get something away from you. I'm trying to get something to you, says the Lord, for I have reserved some things for this hour and this day. But if you don't make room and if you don't get out the crowbar and begin to look and to use faith to get there, you'll miss it and you'll, and it'll pass you by. But there's some things that are for this season. So be faithful and go after them. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's just thank God for that. Father, we thank you. Woo, ha, ha, ha. Lord, we're grateful. We won't be unwise. But we'll understand what the will of the Lord is. And we'll be, hmm, let's turn over there. Ephesians chapter 5, I believe. In uh, Ephesians chapter 5 and verse 14, we'll pick up right there. It says, Awake you who sleep, arise from the dead, and Christ will give you light. Amen. Aren't you thankful? In verse 15, it says, See then that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise. Redeeming the time because the days are evil or short or, or, or uh, um, I think evil or short is, is what it's mostly translated. Therefore, do not be unwise, but understand what the will of the Lord is. And then it goes on to a key, kind of what we started off with. Amen. And do not be drunk with wine, which is uh, dissipation or excess. But instead of being drunk with wine, be filled with the spirit, speaking to one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart for the Lord, giving thanks always for all things to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, submitting to one another in the fear of God. Amen. So there's some things here that help us stay wise and understand the time and redeem the time. Rejoicing, celebrating, giving thanks, singing, making melody in our heart. Why do we do these things? Is it just to fill a space before preaching? No, we do these things because it's, it's part of the spiritual pra- practice that gives us access into wisdom, into wisdom that helps us redeem the time. It's a spiritual thing. That's why when, when the Lord said to one minister, if you knew what happened in the spirit when you're rejoicing, you would do more of it. Because what's happening, there's deposits being released. I think Michelle exhorted us in praise and worship that that power is released and answers are released when we, when we praise and worship. Well, what is that? That is wisdom coming from God in deposits. Amen. When we're in an atmosphere of the spirit, we get to receive a spiritual deposits and we get wisdom that teaches us how to redeem the day that we're living in and actually live as, as wise and not unwise. Man, that's awesome. I've never seen that before till just now. Praise God. So there's deposits of wisdom that happen. Why, why do we worship? Why do we praise? Why do we give God the glory? Why do we set him as the, as the, the center of our attention and our focus? It's because there, it, it gives him glory, but then it also allows uh, divine supernatural transactions to happen. Praise God. Ooh, there's a lot going on in the glory than, than meets the eye. 
a lot more going on in the glory than, than we know. But God's doing some things when we're in the presence. So don't ever belittle the presence and say, well, I wish we'd just move on to the next thing. But, but instead, stay and focus and receive of the presence of God because there's divine deposits. Amen? Hallelujah. Father, we thank you. We thank you tonight for the word of God. We thank you for the spirit of revelation that's flowing tonight. Lord, we're grateful. Hallelujah. We know it's you that have given us access to these things. And like you prompted us that we can use our faith to take more. Father, we just right now, in the name of Jesus, take more of what you're trying to reveal to us as a church in this hour. Father, we put that as a, as a what, what we would call a faith project. Lord, as, as pastors been ministering and, and as the Spirit of God has been revealing, we just connect our faith with what you're doing, Father. Help us to draw on the gift. Help us to draw on the Spirit of God. Help us to draw from the anointing. And Lord, we declare right now in the name of Jesus... Let's just agree together in faith as a church. We agree together in faith right now in the name of Jesus. We will have all the deposits in this, in this hour that we need to have. We'll receive of the revelation that's flowing through the word. We'll receive of the deposits of the spirit. And we will leave this season equipped for the next thing. We'll not miss out on one thing that belongs to us as a body in this church. We'll bend and we'll shape and we'll move just as you need us to, Father. We'll flow with the Holy Ghost. We'll listen and we'll obey. And Father, I thank you when we do, we'll have everything that you have for us. We're so grateful, Father. At Impact Family Church, it is our desire to see you blessed through the power of the Word of God. We have been helping people to change their world for over 25 years through our dynamic ministries and teaching. If you are going to be in the North Central Florida area and are interested in attending our services or just want more information about us, you can visit us online at www.impactfamilychurch.com.